Lord, we bless you and we thank you for this opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. God, as I stand before your people, word in my mouth, give me what to say. Give your people an ear to hear what the spirit is saying to the church. Meet the needs of your people today, one by one and name by name. Have your way in this place. Do it and we'll forever give you the glory. All the honor, all the praise belong to you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. All of God's people said, Amen. Matthew 6 and 19. Lay not up for yourself treasures upon earth, where moth and rust does corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. This is Jesus talking. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. Why? For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Look at that, y'all. For where your treasure is, mm-hmm, there will your heart be also. I want to talk from the subject for just a few moments. What really matters? What really matters? I had a deep thought the other day, and I I shared it with somebody. I'm 67 years old, and I know God's been merciful. He's been long-suffering. He's been all that to me. What is it out there that could cause me to stumble after all these years? After all these years of crying holy and preaching the gospel and telling people that is the reality in serving a true and living God, what is it that could cause me to stumble? Is there a position in the church that I go after, but I don't go after it lawfully? But I pay some money under the table or I eat some cheese or whatever. What is it out there that, could, that I want bad enough that would cause me to be out of the will of God? We talk about once appointed unto man to die. But after death, the judgment, that's scripture. If you passed out right now and don't recover, are you ready for the judgment? And sometimes people don't, they don't think like that because they are so healthy, they are so young. I just left the doctor's office. It doesn't matter where you left the doctor's office and how you feel. You can be up one day and down the same day. Anybody know of any tragic situations people go to the grocery store I go to Subway you you go to Subway to get a sandwich and the guy in front of you got too much mayonnaise on him and you end up getting shot and all you're trying to do is get a sandwich y'all this world is crazy the devil is loose because he realized he has but a short time so my question to you what really matters. 
I would never tell anybody, don't build up money and accounts for retirement. You should plan for retirement. But I haven't seen a, a funeral yet of anybody, heard of a funeral yet, where some of their assets went with them to the graveyard. In fact, in the bishop meeting the other day, somebody stood up and said they went to a couple of funerals and they saw that they, they were trying to bury some people with their ring on and with their chain on. And Bishop Ware said, hold on, hold on. He said, they can wear them while you're watching them or you're walking through, looking at their body. He said, but before they close that casket, somebody need to go take that ring off and somebody need to take that chain off. You know why? It has value, but it has no value in the ground. So Jesus says, why put all your emphasis on things down here when you need to be building up treasures in heaven? Uh, let's look at this from a different standpoint. Let's go to 2 Corinthians, and I'm, I'm almost finished. I'm almost 2 Corinthians. Y'all know I'm not alone with the preacher. Don't y'all know that? 2 Corinthians 4 and... I hope I wrote it down wrong. I, I wrote it down wrong. I mean, I hope I wrote it down right, but I wrote it down wrong. Oh, Lord. I'm going to get it in a minute. Well, let, 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 we, I, I quote it. While we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are what? Not seen. Why? Because everything that you can see is temporal. But the things that you cannot see are eternal in heaven. So yeah, it's good that Somebody died and the obituary took up a half a page of the AJC. They did this and they went to this school and they did that and they helped this and they contributed to that and they did all of that. All of that looked wonderful down here. But somebody need to lay up some treasures in heaven because after it's over down here, all that stuff does not even matter. Are, are, are y'all with me today? We're in a situation that was 4 and 18. 2 Corinthians 4 and 18. Why we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So here I am. I'm striving to be somebody down here knowing that if I don't change, I'm not going to make it up there. But I'm satisfied knowing that you think I'm the best thing in the world. It's amazing to me how people get caught up. And my wife, I don't know if anybody that expresses it as deeply as her. When I tell her, and she see on Facebook some of the stuff that's going on, y'all notice that the word bishop don't mean what it used to mean? 
You got, you got bishop that 21, 22. You got some been married three, four times. Lord have mercy. You, you, got, you, got, you got people, and my wife, I'm going to quote her on this one. They don't have a pot to pee in and know where to throw it. Are y'all hearing me? <laughs> they have nothing going on, but because they had enough money or, or they ate enough cheese or, or whatever, I, I promote you. But what does it matter, the promotion you get down here when you are not on your way to heaven? What really matters? I'm almost finished. Luke 12. And in my Bible, right above verse 16, it said the parable of the rich fool. It didn't say the sanctified fool. It didn't say the Holy Ghost filled fool. It said the parable of the rich fool. Why do you call him a fool? And he spake a parable unto them, saying, this is Jesus. The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, what shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, this will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater and there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, now listen to this, soul thou hast much goods laid up for what? For many years. Take thine ease. Eat. <laughs> Drink. And be merry. But God said unto him, thou fool. This night, thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he, y'all listen, that lays up treasures for himself and is not rich toward God. Go by their house, they got a boat room, they got a boat. They got a motorcycle. They got everything that they can think of that they want. But they are not rich toward God. Now, I'm going to tell y'all something. We, we had a good conversation yesterday. Elder McNair and Deacon Marlowe, four hours and a half down, four hours back. We had a good conversation. We remember the time when people of color didn't have the privilege that we have now. Some of your parents didn't have vacation time and the man get bereavement time. Lord, huh? You having the baby, but he get bereavement time too. Y'all remember that? That was the day when that was not available. That was, that was the day when sick days weren't even available. My dad used to talk about his General Motors. He's on the assembly line the guy next to him that's white making 75 cents an hour 
And he's doing the same thing, making 25 cents an hour doing the same thing. We have come a long way and look like as a whole we have been blessed out of the church. What am I going to church for when all I got to do is set my alarm at 1045, brush my teeth, and go to Facebook and watch the entire service, but fail not to assemble yourself together in heavenly places. I love seeing your face in this place. I, I, told, I told him yesterday, and everybody got some reason. Somebody got some people got some good reason. Some of them I haven't seen since the pandemic started. We, we communicate with some of them, some, you know. But some people have made up their mind. And I'm hearing this from pastors all over the country. I talked to Pastor Fear. I talked to Pastor Chap. I talked to my brother. Some people have made up their mind. That I really don't need to go back. Well, let me, let me say this. To all of you in Facebook, all of you all around the world that don't feel like you need to come back. One of these days you coming back, whether you walk in or we roll you in. One of these days you are coming back. Yo, we got to get to a point, and I, I want all of our young people, we got some young people in here that are doing an outstanding job, your, your career. Some of y'all are in college and y'all want to be there, and that's wonderful. We got, we got a doctor that joined the church at third grade, said, I want to be a doctor. Went through elementary school, high school, college, medical school, all of that, and now she's a full-fledged doctor. Oh, y'all, that's wonderful to have that ambition. But guess what? She never left the church. Some people have ambition, and their ambition will take them out the choir, off the usher board. I don't want to do nothing. You, you know anything? I'm, I'm an attorney now. An attorney can be an usher. An attorney can be a deacon. Don't let your status down here interfere with your relationship with God. Because when it's all over, the only thing that matters is what you do for Christ. That's why I love that song. Only what you do for Christ will last. And God knows. I can stand here today and my, my wife can be a witness. I really believe. That I, I, just, I believe it. My, you might believe it too, I don't know. I believe I would probably be a millionaire if I hadn't. Now, I might be dead. A dead millionaire, okay. In other words, I had opportunity to make a good life outside of the church. But I was stupid. You can't call me stupid. I was stupid. And I don't need nobody to say amen. I was When God called me to preach, I was stupid enough to tell my friend, if he want me to preach, he going to have to call my name, my address, and my social security number. Then I know it's him. That's stupid. 
He didn't need me. I needed him. But I had in my mind, I'm going to do Atlanta Sports Weekly, and I'm going to be a I said by, by the time I'm 30, I'm going to be a millionaire. And I had all my credentials. I could go in the locker room and interview the Hawks players. I could sit on the floor where the announcers are. And I just thought I had it going on. And then have a dime in my pocket. But I had potential. Come to find out that God had a plan for my life. And when the doctor said that Monica might be sick with something God let me know I've been trying to get your attention. So, but when my daughter was sick, or the doctor thought she was sick, I picked up my phone and called my daddy and said, Daddy, I'm ready to preach. You know why? You, you're only the too short to box with God. He's going to get your attention one way or the other. And I will never forget my first message. I have been in the storm too long. Yeah, I, I, I didn't have no trial sermon. You don't try nobody when they call by God. I had a first sermon, but it wasn't no trial sermon. And I preach. Y'all hear me? I preach. And right after I preach, confusion broke out. What, what, what make him think? He can preach, but he won't take no offering because I got a full-time job and I thank God for this opportunity to stand before you. So no, Deacon, don't worry about it. You don't have to raise me no offering. The preachers will say, oh, I, if he do that, I mean, if I say receive an offering, it's going to make me look bad. I wasn't trying to make nobody look bad, but y'all, sometimes we got the wrong motive behind what we do. I, here I am, I'm a deacon all this time. I bring one sermon wherever you need to raise my offering. You didn't need to raise me an offering. But we got the church now had gotten more traditional than we are spiritual. We do things and sometimes we don't even know why we're doing it. Just like the mother that was cooking that roast. And she saw what her grandmother, her mother used to do. She used to cut off part of it and put it in the oven. One day the grandchild was watching. I said, Mama, I understand that Big Mama and you, y'all be cutting off, put it in. Mama, why y'all do that? Come to find out because the oven wasn't big enough. Because I saw somebody else do it. I'm going to do it. But I have a big enough oven that I don't have to do it. So many times when you find out why, you will change your situation. Are, are y'all hearing me? I, I'm, I know I'm, I'm going over, all over the place. But I'm trying to get y'all to understand. I asked, I asked Marlo yesterday, what is a good retirement age? And we talked about it. And I'm not there yet. Maybe next week we'll see. But you can work on your job 34 years and you're ready to go. I've been on mine 34. And now if I were to say I'm retiring, some of y'all, no, he ain't. He better pray again. He better be led by the Spirit. Y'all know how people are. 
I, I, I want to be led by the Spirit. But at the same time, I refuse to let you all kill me. All the stuff that go on in church. If I wasn't spiritual, I would already be. But thank, but thank God he covered me. That was a time a few years ago. I'm, I'm getting ready to get out of here. And I never brag about anything. But I can boast in what God has done. It didn't bother me at all that one of the loudest voices in Christendom said they're no longer required to pay tithes. That didn't bother me at all. Hope it didn't phase you. I have been blessed by giving my 10% and a free will offering as God has prospered me and I have noticed that he had opened the windows of heaven and pulled me out of blessing that I don't have room enough to receive. And you're going to tell me we don't need to keep doing that. Before I take it back, I'll add more to it. God's been good to me. When I talk to my wife about it, I say, honey, what you think? It's another trick of the devil trying to attack the body of Christ. That's why Paul said, study to show yourself approved. A workman need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth.